Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, Boeing's problems continue to pile up as a group of pilots file suit. And I have a few thoughts about the lady who found herself on an Air Canada airplane alone in the dark. Updates next in the travel news. At 3.20, we make you a smarter traveler with a look at some simple security tips that you can follow, particularly if you're traveling alone. I am joining the show live from New York City today, where a huge LGBT pride celebration is wrapping up. While on the Big Apple, I've been reminded the joy of attending live theater. We'll talk Broadway theater and a few things you might want to include in your next New York City visit at 335. Now, last week, we went on the road to New Mexico with Steve LaRosa visiting Albuquerque and Taos. Today, the second half of Steve's New Mexico adventure, the news from Santa Fe at 345. The 4th of July comes up next week. The summer is flying by. Speaking of flying, it's time to hop on board with the Travel Guide. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. To Alaska, I go north to Russia zone. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys here on KFBK. Don't forget, you can follow along with all that we talk about at TravelGuysRadio.com. As Mark mentioned, uh, I'm in studio here in Sacramento, and he is in the Big Apple, and a lot of big things going on. Been following the parade, Mark, here in uh, in California, all over the news, and uh, you've been right in the heart of it. What's going on there? Well, there's, uh, for folks who don't know, um, World Pride, which is Pride is a celebration by the LGBTQ community every June. And the reason that it's held every June is because of an event that took place here in New York City 50 years ago, Friday night, um, at a place called the Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village. Uh, there was an altercation between uh, gay and lesbian patrons, and the police would come to raid the bar. And it was the, f- the first time that anything uh, folks from that community had really fought back. And so the following year was the first Pride Parade. We are now 50 years later, and the 49th one has just wrapped up here in New York City. And so to say the city is bursting at the seams would be a huge understatement. I'm at the Marriott Marquis Hotel where there are about 16, 1,700 rooms in the inventory, and they have a very sophisticated elevator system, which is having one heck of a time keeping up with getting people up and down and in and out of the hotel the streets are crowded. Uh, New York is, is as popular as ever, and the weather for late June has been uh, reasonably reasonably tolerable. So uh, for, for, for those, I, I can't say that I 
very often that I'm happy to get back to Sacramento in the 90 to 100 degree weather. But when you live, if you spend some time on the East Coast in the summertime, suddenly Sacramento doesn't seem quite so bad. Well, there you go. Well, we'll talk more about that uh, as the show moves on. Got lots of lots of stuff to cover here, and I know you have quite a bit in our travel news for today. So let's do what we always do at the top of the travel show is bring you up to date on the travel news. Mark, what you got for us? Absolutely. Well, Tom, it uh, looks like Boeing has got some more problems with those 737 MAX jets. Uh, now, after having grounded the jets uh, all the way into August, uh, both Southwest and American Airlines now have decided to take them off their schedule into October. Rumor has it that the planes will not return until after the first of the year. It's probably going to take some extra pilot training. One of the uh, groups of pilots now is suing Boeing uh, over the grounding of the 747 MAX. A group of over 400 pilots are uh, suing it because they say that it has adversely affected their income and uncertainty about around their career has arisen. And uh, under normal circumstances, I might say that's kind of ambulance chasing. But in this case, perhaps not. Uh, it remains to be seen how the public is going to feel about flying in those airplanes once they're put back into service. And I'm sure as long as they're safe and they, they, they perform well, we'll be fine. But heaven forbid there should be a problem with one of those planes um, after it comes back. I'm not sure that the public would be very forgiving there. The 4th of July is just days away, and the personal finance website Wallet Hub has released its report on 2019's best and worst places for the 4th of July celebration. Interestingly enough, of the best cities to celebrate 4th of July that Wallet Hub lists, three of the 10 are in California. Los Angeles is listed number two, San Diego three, and San Francisco is ninth. The city I am in right now, New York City, is listed as the best city in the country to celebrate 4th of July. And after L.A. and San Diego comes Washington, Las Vegas, Dallas, Atlanta, Chicago, San Francisco, and St. Louis. Americans uh, probably will spend about $6.8 billion on 4th of July food, Wallet Hub says, and they will eat about 150 million hot dogs. Oh, my gosh. Of- <laughs> That's crazy. Well, let me, I have to, you know, it's probably coming up. How much are we well, going, how much, how much money are we going to burn? How much money are we going to burn? Meaning well, for, on fireworks. $1.6 billion on beer and wine. Let's see, on fireworks here. Uh, $1 billion plus amount we're expected to spend on fireworks in 2019. Um, 67% of fireworks injuries occur uh, within a month of the 4th of July. So please, if you are doing the fireworks thing, um, try to be careful out there. But, yeah, we spend a lot of, and of that 150 million hot dogs, Tom, that are eaten on the 4th of July, a good number of them are going to be eaten out at Coney Island here in New York because, of course, every year they have the big uh, contest about all of the hot dog eating out here at Coney Island. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. I, I, you know, I, I right. would, I'm not, I don't know if I, I, would you ever enter a food eating contest? And if so, no. what kind of food would you go for? Have you ever watched those guys on television out on Coney Island in the summertime when they're stuffing those hot dogs in their face? I can't watch. Can? I, can't. I can't imagine that some of those people don't lose the sta- leave the stage and lose every one of those hot dogs just as fast as they put them down. Um, <laughs> anyway, probably too much information for some of our, our listeners. Uh, all right, so, Tom, let's talk about this a little bit. Um, lady wakes up. This story broke last uh, Monday. Okay. Lady wakes up in Toronto, Ontario, on an Air Canada plane. Um, she's on the plane. The plane is completely empty. 
it's locked up for the night. The crew has left. Um, she has a dead cell phone, so she has no way. She couldn't uh, charge it because the power to the plane was turned off. And uh, she said she was full on panicking by the time she found the, quote, walkie talkie thingies in the cockpit, um, which also didn't work. So she was able to shine a flashlight out the window. And uh, finally, I managed to unlock a cabin door and call to a ground crew who, who got her out of the airplane. Now, uh, this lady is obviously very upset and Air Canada says they're looking into the incident. But I just would like to know what drugs the lady took. To get on an airplane, um, fly into a major airport like Toronto on a plane full of people, they all got off the plane, and she didn't get off the plane. Well, um, that is uh, that is that is a, that is a uh, burning question. But I I have another one, and I'm sure you do too. Is that when the you know once everybody's off the plane, I'm sure that the cabin crew, uh, as a you know a finale, uh, they as they as they finish up their day go through, maybe clean the plane, uh, take a look and make sure everybody has gotten off. How did they miss her? I, I don't know. Some planes are, are cleaned at the conclusion of their service for the evening, and some are cleaned first thing the next morning, depending on their departure time. So it's possible that there might not have been a, a cleaning crew. But it is a, a little strange. Although I was on an airplane uh, the other day with a gentleman. Uh, we were getting ready to land, and his seat was back, and the flight attendant was trying to get him to put it up. And she tried several times to rouse him and couldn't wake him up and ultimately allowed the plane to land with the man's seat back because she couldn't. And when the, the plane hit the tarmac, um, he woke up. But I, I, I know of, for a fact that a friend of mine tends to take uh, Ambien when, be, when getting on an airplane in order to be able to sleep. And so, I, again, I just I, this lady, I, I can't imagine you are right. Certainly the crew had some responsibility to make sure that their plane was empty, but I, I, I can't see a scenario where other people on the airplane perhaps might have tried to rouse the lady. And I mean, maybe we'll find out next week. We'll, we'll try to follow up on this <laughs> incredibly important life-threatening story. And, uh, but again, I just, if you are one of those folks who drugs yourself to get on airplanes, I just have one thing to say to you, be awfully careful because uh, if there's an emergency or something, how are you going to function? Um, yeah. Just a thought. Anyways, that's uh, I, I thought that was the most interesting story of the week. And it was uh, water cooler fodder around sports leisure vacation. So I figured it probably was some other places. Here's a little bit more serious story. The uh, CDC, the Center for Disease Control, is warning U.S. travelers about measles cases around Europe. Um, there, measles cases are up, of course, in the United States. They have jumped 300 percent. In the first three months of 2019 in Europe, uh, Ukraine has the highest number of confirmed cases, but other countries such as France, Greece, and Italy are also being impacted. As a result, unvaccinated travelers heading to these destinations would be at risk. So if you have not been vaccinated for measles, it is strongly recommended that you not travel uh, to Europe. Um, also, they have CDC officials have advised travelers to get uh, vaccinated at least four weeks before heading on their journey, while children between 6 and 11 months old should redeem, receive an additional dose to keep them safe. This all coming from the Center on Disease Control. This confirmed measles cases in the United States are at their highest since 1992. Here's something kind of cool, and it's happening right here in New York City, Tom. 
Grand Central Station is hosting its first ever scavenger hunt. Um, next week, they're going to post a list of questions online, and you will be able to download them. We will post them at TravelGuysRadio.com as soon as we get them. And uh, next time you are in New York City and you are visiting Grand Central Station, which really is a magnificent uh, tourism the tourist spot. Um, a lot of people also catch a train to and from work and home there every day. But uh, next time you're in Grand Central Station, you can have a little bit of fun by uh, answering some trivia questions. And if you do it in the next couple of months, there are some days when you can turn your answers in and get a Grand Central tote bag. And finally, last words today is Taco Bell has created a pop-up hotel in Palm Springs later this year. Did you hear about that, Tom? You know, it seems to me a few weeks ago uh, that popped up on one of our travel news. How's it going? It's going to be It's for four days in August, and the room started at $169 a night. Uh, the room, the resort, officially sold out in two minutes. No oh, Two <laughs> minutes. Um, you know, this is, this is the kind of thing where you can actually, they're not, they're not creating their own hotel per se. Right. They're using the V Hotel in Palm Springs. You could not build and pop up a hotel overnight, but you're going to get Taco Bell breakfast delivered to your room. Mm-hmm. You'll be floating in a pool um, on a giant Taco Bell sauce packet that is your raft. That's what guests at the Taco Bell pop-up hotel in Palm Springs will get August the 8th through the 12th. The rooms are all gone, and that's your travel news for today. There you go. I, you know, I'm guessing that this is something that Taco Bell, you know, uh, instigated and put together with this uh, hotel. I kind of don't think it went the other way. No, no, it is definitely a Taco Bell thing. But uh, two minutes, 70 rooms for the week, and they sold them out in two minutes. So you might expect that um, that might mean you may see something like this happening, a branded pop-up uh, vacation spot happening again sometime in the foreseeable future. All right. We are the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Coming up, we're going to make you a smarter traveler with a look at some simple security tips that you can follow, particularly if you're traveling alone. That's next here on the Travel Guys. Ah, the old sound of New York, New York. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you. Mark, uh, live from New York by way of his uh, phone. (laughs) Normally we have, you know, technology to make it sound like he's in the studio, but uh, that didn't work today. But, Mark, you sound great on the phone. You sound like you're having a really good time. You're spot on sharp with what's going on there. And we're looking forward to uh, some advice to our travelers uh, listening today in regards to some simple security tips that we can all follow. Uh, so uh, let's get started. Well, the uh, Tom, we talked, you know, a few weeks ago, we gave some travel tips, particularly for ladies who were traveling alone. And I've come across some, uh, I got some, some very nice comments at TravelGuysRadio.com, from, uh, particularly from women who appreciated uh, what we had to offer and, uh, and who have given me some other ideas and some other places to look for some tips. These wouldn't necessarily apply to ladies as much as they would apply, I think, to everyone. Um, some of these, this first bunch comes from uh, Carlos Barron, who is the co-founder of U.S. Traveler Assist. Um, cell phones are kind of becoming a little bit of a signaler to people who would do bad things to you while you're on the road. Um, folks who tend to use their cell phones, they check into a hotel, 
They're standing in the hotel lobby. Um, they make several calls on their phone or they're answering a lot of texts or something like that. They're paying very little attention to people around them, um, to people who might be observing them, might be watching perhaps where they are headed, uh, and might be looking to pick off some of their carry-on luggage or things of that sort. So um, Carlos's tip is, is be careful. Keep your head on a swivel uh, looking around. If you insist on making a lot of uh, cell phone calls or texts that require some of your attention divert you from being able to keep track of your own stuff and your surroundings, uh, particularly, he says, when you're in a place that you haven't been before and you're not familiar with, you're sending a signal to people around you who are looking at you that you are a target. And as we've talked many times on this program, the thing you don't want to do when you're traveling, whether you're alone or with a group, um, you don't want to send the message that you're a target. So if you are in a situation where you are using your phone a lot in a public area that you're not familiar with, or even one that you are, this gentleman says, keep your head on a swivel. Be looking around all the time. Show that you're alert uh, to what's going on around you, because once again, that sends a signal to people who are watching you that you are alert and they're going to move on to something else. Um, Carlos also suggests trust your gut. He says, if you're in a situation that doesn't feel right, follow your instincts. Um, I've heard this from many travelers. They get to a hotel, they get to a restaurant, um, they're out on the road and they're thinking about doing someplace, going somewhere, and it just doesn't feel right to them. And so what this gentleman is saying, you know, if your instincts say that you're getting into a situation that doesn't feel right, you are likely to be vulnerable in that situation. So trust your senses and get out of that situation. And also, whenever possible, um, bring another person with you when you're traveling. Um, risk, it is, studies show that risk for two people uh, traveling together are about a third of one person traveling alone, particularly if you're somebody who likes to go out in the evening. Um, here are some other solo trips, uh, some other solo trips for Trips for solo travelers who might be going out at night, Tom, um, know how to get help if needed. If you are particularly in a foreign country, and I'm going to guess that a lot of folks probably don't do this, um, your cell phone should be operable in that foreign country, and you should, be, it should, you should have the emergency number, the, the equivalent of 911, uh, programmed into your phone so that in a, an emergency situation, you can summon help extremely quickly. And I, I confess that's one that I never even thought of. Have you ever heard that anywhere, Tom? You know, I <laughs> not until right now. Uh, no. But but uh, you're absolutely correct. Uh, you know, I would be to to hunt that down. Where would one go? I mean, when you arrive in a, in a, another country, do you uh, you know where do you where do you look? You ask someone locally. Uh, what's your nine one one? What's your emergency uh, number? I guess that might be the best way to go about it. No, I hadn't thought about it. Well, it'd be the, I would think that that'd be some, a piece of homework that you probably could do ahead of time. But, yes, um, someone at an airline, airline ticket counter or uh, any, just about anybody in a country, I would think, um, would be able to tell you what their um, emergency. But, mm-hmm. again, that's something that you might want to talk to your phone company about when you're making sure that you're set up to be able to make phone calls or at least emergency calls in the countries that you're, that you're headed to. Don't tell people where you're staying. Um, this is an old one, and it is fairly common. Keep your hotel or your hostel um, your safe place. Don't be telling people where um, you're staying. You'll notice nowadays in hotels, and this has been going on now for probably the last couple of decades, 
you check into any kind of a decent hotel, the hotel uh, personnel at the front desk never announce your room number to uh, out loud. They always point to it. Here's your room number um, in your key packet or something like that. So that because they're not giving away even what room number that you're uh, that you're staying in. Be aware of your drink. If you go out to a bar, um, we've all heard the stories of people who have had uh, something slipped into their drink that rendered them unable to function properly. So if you're someplace that, uh, once again, that you're not familiar with, um, don't let someone distract you so that they can slip something into your drink. Be aware at all times. And also, this was another really good thing, probably, uh, probably applies domestically, too. Um, befriend the server or the bartender um, or someone else where you're stopping to have a couple of cocktails so that they'll come to your aid if someone decides to uh, hassle you. I thought that was, you know, make, it, make sure that you have a friend, somebody that's, that's kind of looking out for you a little bit. And uh, the better that you tip, the probably the easier those friends will be to find. And here was another good one uh, that I've certainly heard before. Stash your money in more than one place. Um, put some in your shoe or in your shorts or um, <laughs> this was suggested. Sure. This was written by a lady and she suggested in your bra. Um, so <laughs> she said just a little emergency money so that you can get back to where it is you're going. If you lose your ID or something happens that uh, misfortune that you're not uh, planning on. So some of those are pretty simple, I think. But um, the gentleman, the co-founder here of Traveler Assist was particularly accenting and he, he spent a lot of time writing about people who in particularly in hotel lobbies uh, people will do this at airports also um, but they don't realize that other people may be watching them and uh, we've all seen the people crossing the street walking down the sidewalk I saw hundreds of them today who were paying more attention to their phone than they were um, to the, their situation around them um, that is really dangerous. It's not only dangerous about because you could walk into traffic or a telephone pole or something like that, but it's dangerous because of the signal that you're sending to people around you who might do harm to you is that you're not alert, you're not paying attention, and if they're looking for somebody to target, now you're on their list. And really and truly, when you're traveling, try to do things that do not make you a target. Thomas? Yes, you know, that's so true. When we're engaged with our phones, whether we're talking to somebody or we're texting or whatever, our minds are there and they're not uh, they're not in the present. And so uh, stage advice, uh, Mark, uh, we'll, we'll, everybody should pay attention to that. Okay, coming up, we're going to talk Broadway in New York. Mark's uh, there, got some tips for us. That's coming up right after the news here on KFBK and the Travel well, we're on the road again. Uh, Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. We're the travel guys, and uh, Mark is in New York, but I've sent him on his way. Here's the deal, folks. Uh, somehow or another, uh, we are fortunate enough to have Sid Hanna and Dale Keller from the TSA just happen to pop into the studio in the last uh, few minutes. And so we're going to hold... Steve LaRose's interview, uh, or should I say his his trip to uh, Santa Fe that we were going to talk about until next week. And instead, we're going to get an update on what's going on out at the uh, Sacramento International Airport, SMF as a lot of you know it, and uh, how things are going in the summertime, what's new in the TSA and all of that. So again, welcome back to the Travel Guys, Dale and Sid. Guys, say hello. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, how's the summer gone so far? 
Oh, summer is going great. Very, very busy, but it's going great. Um, it seems that airlines, I don't think there's an empty seat leaving uh, Sacramento in, on any flight. And we've had new airlines come in. We've had uh, existing airlines add flights, and we are processing people at a rate you would not believe through the checkpoints. It is, it is incredible. Amazing. Now, when we talked last, there was a couple new security lines that you were looking at uh, activating. Has that happened? That, to a degree. There has been, of course, some pauses. We are the government. You know, sometimes there's hiccups. <laughs> but, but Terminal A was the one we were talking about, and that is expanded to six lanes. Currently, we're waiting on the seventh. We're going to actually be uh, rolling out some new technology, CT scans, computer topography. And that's uh, a greatly enhanced way of if you will of, of screening accessible property so that contract is supposed to fill soon at the federal level come in we're looking probably november december then we'll have that seventh lane in with uh, ct technology and we'll also be adding one to two others at terminal b now when that occurs uh do you have you done the math is are you expecting uh, to be able to push more people through a, a little quicker what 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 uh what do you anticipate? Uh, will will people notice the change? Right now, in most of the pilot airports, they're noticing an increase in, in the throughput just because of the fact that our officers are not having to stop on the, the bags as often. So the uh, with the technology assisting our officers in finding the items, the, the actual bag checks are l- lower. So that's uh, that's increasing the, pa- the passenger throughput through our checkpoints. I see. Okay. Uh, how's... Uh, How's the public handling you guys, or how are you handling them? Is how's your relationship? Uh, how are are people getting better? Are they becoming a little more polite? Are they taking their time? Are they coming more prepared, or not? Be honest. Honestly, well, you know, it's it's hit and miss. I would say that that uh, the vast majority of the public, especially Sacramento, we we have we have a great you know passenger audience, if you will. Um, we are seeing, unfortunately, there's a a very small percentage that maybe their actions are at a, at a higher threshold there. We're seeing just a, a few, but we're seeing more cases of people jumping in our officers' faces, um, kind of sliding the, the bins that go through the x-ray. They kind of wanted to throw those at our passengers. They're mm-hmm. making threats, doing things. And of course, you know, thankfully, uh, Sacramento, we haven't experienced what Phoenix just did with the person running through the, uh, the AIT and you know, uh, slamming into one of our, the female officers, giving a concussion and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are seeing a, a small percentage that seems to want to be more aggressive towards our officers. Now, there is that huge percentage that is very good, very, very happy, you know, very polite, very right. Kind, yeah, yeah, there's all, what do they say? There's always a few bad apples. But, exactly. you know, I imagine people get anxious. They Their day didn't go well, and, and sometimes they ended up taking it out. Uh, at the TSA location. With that being said, preparing to go to the airport uh, and being ready to go through TSA and and take a flight, uh, you know, systematically, either one of you can address this. What advice do you give our flyers? Show early. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours easily. Um, I would make that the norm for the summer just because we're seeing numbers that we've never seen before. This is a record-breaking uh, year for us. Um, so it doesn't matter if it's the morning flight, the first thing in the morning, or it's in the late afternoon. We're seeing an uh, increase in flight, just like Dale said. We've seen uh, three new carriers here in Sacramento, and Southwest just added additional flights. Um, then we also have Volaris that added a late evening, additional late evening flight. So lines, as much as we don't like them, it's the common common thing now at the airport 
But with all that, we're still doing well. We're still doing around 20, 25 minutes for a wait, and that's that's very well compared to other airports. Has uh, Have you seen an increase in uh, people uh, taking advantage of pre-check? You know, taking advantage... Meaning, what I mean is uh, uh, purchasing uh, the long-term right. uh, pre-check. Going for it. Yes, yeah. Yeah, thankfully. And, and that's, you know, it's interesting. Um, we're always looking to expand pre-check. Mm-hmm. And Sid was able to work with headquarters, finagle a, a pilot for our airport. And we're actually, later on this month, rolling out a, uh, I guess in a way you could almost call it a mobile enrollment center, mm-hmm. where they will, as people are actually, before they get to security, they'll be met kind of like in line or even after they get towards the security checkpoint, they'll actually answer their questions, get their picture taken, uh, pay their fee, kind of do that that part of the, the application process on the front end, mm-hmm. and then shortly thereafter, they'll get their actual known traveler number. So it's Got it. really oh. handy that way. I see. So it's sort of um, your your aggressively uh, qualifying people rather than waiting for them to come to your office. But, but then again, my question is, and here again, it's something that I want to do. I haven't, Uh, I've been fortunate enough to get a lot of uh, pre-check automatically because I fly a lot and uh, uh, the TSA uh, knows me, uh, so to speak uh, in regards to the amount of travel I do. Um, But aren't you required to have a, a birth certificate? Uh, when you when when you go to to sign up for pre-check, generally speaking, what are the things that you need? Uh, I would, in my case, I don't think I'd have everything I need. I don't. I don't think you necessarily need a birth certificate. I think you use a passport as a, a okay, right? Well, a passport you can't get a passport without showing your birth, birth certificate. certificate. So I think so that, that qualifies. Yeah. Uh, but the, the pilot program that we're going to start here is is trying to increase our numbers by letting people do the the back end first. Mm-hmm. So meet with somebody, ask, answer the questions, get your pictures done, and then go back. They'll give you a, a record number. Go back, fill in the information, and then by the time your background gets cleared, you'll have the, have it mailed to you right away. So you don't have to come back and interview anymore. So it's supposed to be five minutes of your time at the airport, and you'll get your pre-check taken care of. Excellent, excellent. Now, we were talking just recently about a, a pre-check program because right now you can you can sign up and pay uh, a fee of what is it eighty five dollars and that's years. good for five years five years and I understand there is a a mini pilot program that we're looking at where you can sign up for a year for a lesser amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know anything about that? Just uh, what we've been told on on different conference calls, things like that. The, yeah, the agency is looking at multiple different ways to increase the enrollment. Um, a lot of people think I only fly once a year. Why would I f- pay eighty five dollars for five years? So maybe they can do it once a year. Um, I've heard talk of uh, yearly, two years. I've even heard talk of, of six months. I think what they're doing is running these different pilots to figure out what is most beneficial to the pastor as well as what's most cost beneficial to the agency. We're talking with uh, Dale Keller and Sid Hanna with the TSA right here in Sacramento with us here on The Travel Guys. Advice to, uh, or better yet, let me just ask you this. What is the number one or two things that people forget to do or do that they shouldn't do that slows them down other than not allowing enough time? Water bottles. It's always the water <laughs> bottle. It's water always bottles. the water bottles. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know bringing in the, the the full water bottle. That's that's a big one. Um, the uh, I think my biggest advice is everything in your pocket. I would do in advance is put it in your bag instead of putting it in a bin or waiting till you take everything and put it in 
towards the x-ray, do it in advance. Put everything in your bag. That way you don't have to worry about it. And it stays in your bag. You don't have to worry about falling out of the bin or losing an item. I think most of the time passengers spend time looking for something that they think fell out or is missing and that delays their process. But if they had everything in their bag in advance or, you know, their coins or wallets and everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, when I go through pre-check, I have a bag with my computer in it. There goes my wallet. I put my belt in there, uh, all my loose change. And now everything's all in one spot. It can go through your x-ray machine and and we don't have to worry about it. Great advice. Uh, Plan ahead. uh, Get all those little tiny things kind of rounded up and put away and uh, watch out for those water bottles huh? and, and the best thing i could say is if you need assistance let us know in advance we have uh we have passenger uh, specialists support specialists and that's what they do so if there's anything that you think you need some extra attention or time at our checkpoints let us know in advance we'll have somebody walk you through the whole process if somebody wants information you know like following the show or anytime who would they contact and where would they where would they go uh, to find out, have questions for TSA about the things that you just talked about. The the easiest way is just simply online. Go to, to tsa.gov. And, tsa.gov. Yep. And from there, you'll you can find links to the the TSA contact center for your passenger support specialist request. Uh, you can send an email. You can make a phone call. I believe you can even use Twitter. If you're into that. All right, guys, thanks. We're about out of time. And once again, uh, Dale Keller, Sid Hanna with uh, TSA. Thank you guys for coming in and spending a little bit of time with us here on The Travel Guys. We'll see you next week. All right, thank you.